Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to The Should Life. This is your host, Jessica Lee Labe, and today we're talking all about the inner voice. Let's get into it. Welcome back, lovely. I am so glad that you're here, and I am so excited about today's episode. So as the title implies, we are going deep, we're going in, we're talking all about the inner voice. So I want to spend some time over the next few episodes with you talking about some pillars, some frameworks of what it is that I teach that I go in lots of detail with when I work with my clients. So I've mentioned each of these pillars or frameworks in throughout this entire season, really, throughout all of the prior episodes leading up until now. But I really want to now dedicate some time to each of them, give them the time and the space and the depth so we can really dive into them together. So today, I'm going to be talking about what else? The inner voice. I could seriously talk about the inner voice for for forever, and maybe I will if I'm lucky, right? Um, There are so many aspects of inner voice work that we can talk about, but this is going to be a really nice introduction. I do like whole events on the inner voice and different aspects of the inner voice. So we could literally spend days here together um, talking about all the different facets of the inner voice and how you can use it to guide your life. But that will be for future seasons. Right now, let's talk about what the inner voice is and how to start to integrate this beautiful, beautiful practice into your life now. Okay, so what is the inner voice? Now, you may call the inner voice your intuition, your soul, God within you, the peace beyond all understanding, a knowing, your higher self, source, and I call it the inner voice. So when I refer to the inner voice, you can, if the inner voice label or title feels aligned to you, then honor that. If another name for it, like your soul or your intuition speaks more to you, then just fill in the blank, right? So the inner voice is an infinitely wise part of you. This infinitely wise part of you has been with you for your entire life and it will stay with you until your last breath. It's of the body and of the spirit, not of the mind. So we've touched on the mind a little bit. And in some in future episodes, we're going to talk about the mind a little more as well. But the inner voice is, is the opposite of the mind in a lot of ways. So you have Like I mentioned, you have an inner voice. Although maybe you're feeling very disconnected from your inner voice, maybe you're feeling like you're questioning if you even have an inner voice. And if you are feeling that way, I just want to acknowledge that 
I have been there and I I feel that so deeply. I see you. I feel you. If you are in that boat, that you are not alone. Now, maybe you've had an experience or a situation that you've been in where you just knew, like you just had this knowing. Maybe you actually felt like you even heard a voice saying something to you, guiding you, saying, don't go there. Don't go with that person. Or you felt something deep within you that just knew, like, I don't think I should drink that drink. Or maybe you had an experience where you drive the same route to and from work every day. And one day, something that you can't explain, right? It's not of the mind, so we can't explain it. It's not rational. Something within you just nudged you. You just knew that you needed to go a different way to work that day. And you ended up avoiding like a serious accident. All of these are ways in which your inner voice communicates with you, is communicating with you right now. So it can't be explained or rationalized by the mind because it's beyond the mind, right? It doesn't have to make sense because making sense is a concept of the mind. And the inner voice is more expansive. It's deeper. It's more vast than the mind, right? That phrase, making sense, that is of the mind. The inner voice doesn't need to make sense. It's perfectly fine being that way. It's content. It prefers to be that way. It doesn't need or want you to completely even understand it, but it does ask that you trust it. And that is because its wisdom is deeper than the mind can even comprehend. And I touched on this briefly during episode three when I touched on the purpose of the mind. So all of those are examples of ways in which your inner voice has or maybe is right now showing up in your life. So you can see that the inner voice is a part of your life, even if you don't feel like you're communicating with it necessarily like on purpose. And in the work that I do with my clients, what we do is we create space to actually quiet the noise of the mind and we begin to cultivate a relationship, an intentional relationship with the inner voice where you, the the person, you, you, the observer, you ask or you, you ask out loud or you write to your inner voice and you allow your inner voice to respond back to you. So it becomes a, a very deep, meaningful relationship that you have where you are able to walk in and communicate with your higher self, your intuition, your soul, your inner voice. And this foundation, excuse me, this relationship becomes your foundation. 
to live in alignment because when you know, think about it, when you know what your inner voice looks like, sounds like, feels like, tastes like, you then know what your truth, the the deepest part of you, you know what that looks like, sounds like, feels like, and tastes like. So you're able to live, you're you're able to embody pure alignment. What's going on? If you're interested in one-on-one mentorship with me or your own live inner voice session to activate your intuition and get you living your soul-aligned life, head over to nomoreshouldlife.com and let's get started. So I mentioned before that you may be feeling disconnected from your inner voice, or you may feel like you're maybe even questioning if you have an inner voice at all, and if any of this applies to you. And I just want to acknowledge, I want to acknowledge, and I want to tell you how much I relate to this, um, because I think that it can be really easy for us to witness individuals who completely embody their teachings. And because when you completely embody something, you are living in this state of flow. And it seems like things may come effortlessly for some people. And so for me, because I live in pure alignment with my inner voice, it may appear that things come easy. (laughs) And that is exactly how I I thought of inner voice work. The first things that showed up for me when I heard about inner voice work were things like, well, it must be nice. Or like, of course, it works for you, but you don't have the responsibilities and the commitments and the obligations that I have. Like, I live in the real world. I don't know what kind of fantasy world you're living in, but that shit does not apply to me. There's no way I could implement that in my life. Like I have real stuff. I have deadlines. I have people counting on me. But (laughs) there was also something within me, which I now know was my own inner voice that like caused me to continue to come back to inner voice work. It kept drawing me back. I kept finding people and other podcasts and books and YouTube videos where people were talking about the inner voice. They may have been using different language, but they were all talking about it. And I kept, it's like, I had this like curiosity that would not go away. Now this went on for months and months and months where I essentially lived in this like state of frustration and curiosity at the same time. And in, as I was doing this, as I was watching and judging all of these people who were living in alignment with their inner voices, I was not, I was too afraid to actually try to talk to my own inner voice. And I was afraid because I didn't think that I had an inner voice. I really 100% did not believe that what they were talking about was possible for me. And so I just continued to like, like self 
punish myself by listening to these people live in what my mind told me was a fantasy world and also really wish that I could be living the way that they were. And it finally got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't live like that anymore. I had probably been doing this to myself for probably eight or nine months. And I thought, you know what? I just have to figure this out one way or the other. So I went up to the third floor of our house and I sat in silence and I had my pen and paper because I wasn't really sure how my inner voice would come out, if it would come out at all. I wasn't sure if I wanted to write to my inner voice or actually speak to it. So I brought my pen and paper and I sat and I closed my eyes and I breathed and I was I was really, really convinced that my inner voice did not exist. And so what I had really, what my mind had told me was, let's just get this over with. So then I, I can prove to myself that I don't have an inner voice. So then I can just move on, right? Like, I'm so sick of this. I just want to move on with my life. And please just like, tell me that it doesn't exist. Please confirm this belief for me. Please give me this evidence that my mind is right so that I can stop obsessing about it. So I sit down, close my eyes. I'm breathing. I'm trying to tune into wherever I think my inner voice resides in my body. You know, I just like took my best guess and I asked it a question. I honestly don't even know what question I asked it. I think I might've asked it like inner voice. Are you here? And I continued to breathe and I continued to, you know, be a doubter and my inner voice fucking came through and I heard from it and I felt it. I felt that thing that everyone who had a relationship with their inner voice told me that they felt and it felt deep and it felt warm and it felt wise and it felt old in this like very comforting way. And it, it told me that it was there and I really didn't continue. I didn't ask another question because that was all that I needed. And I instantly had tears in my eyes and I knew from that moment on that, that I was never going to be the same. So what are some differences between the mind and the inner voice? I want to just lay out some super basic details between the mind and the inner voice. This can kind of start your wheels turning, allow you to get into your body to notice when you're hearing from something, you can maybe start to determine if this is from the mind or if this is from the inner voice. So messages or sensations or thoughts that we may be getting from the mind would be focusing on the past and the future. So the mind is not able to actually live in the present moment. So the mind is going to ruminate about things that happened in the past, and the mind is going to obsess about things that could happen in the future. Whereas the inner voice only lives in the present moment. So it lives in this moment and then it lives in this moment and then it lives in this moment. 
So it's very, um, it makes it simple to understand then who it is you're, you're hearing from. If, if you're getting this anxiety about something in the past or the future, ding, 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 that's the mind. If you're hearing from something about the present moment, it is most likely the inner voice. Now, there's a lot, a lot, a lot that I'm going to be building on in future episodes about this because, I mean, I could just talk simply about that for hours, um, but this is like super basic. You can you can just start to observe, start to build some awareness from some of these comparisons, right? So the mind also fears the unknown, right? We already know this. We talked about the purpose of the mind in episode three. So the mind is going to fear anything that is outside of the comfort zone, anything that is outside of the realm of safety that you have established for yourself. The inner voice is not fearful. The inner voice is curious. The inner voice thrives on experiences, but it's never necessarily afraid. It's open. It has the energy of openness. The mind certainly needs to feel like it's in control at all times, and it will essentially do anything (laughs) to get that control back. Whereas the inner voice is very comfortable living in a state of uncertainty, right? Just notice (laughs) how the mind feels about that, even me just saying that, that the inner voice is very comfortable living in uncertainty. It's very comfortable living in gray. Um, It's very comfortable flowing and allowing, um, right? So maybe even in your physical body right now, you can feel a difference in the safety of the mind and the uncertainty that is allowed when the inner voice is speaking. The mind also labels events um, and feelings as good or bad, right or wrong. Whereas the inner voice, it doesn't label anything as good or bad, right? Because as I mentioned, it's open to experiences. So when you ask the inner voice, you know, what do you have to say about this experience or what do you have to say about this feeling that's showing up? The wisdom that it's going to send you is not one of this is bad. It shouldn't be felt. The wisdom it's going to show you is, you know, it's showing up because it's safe to be felt. This is a safe space. Um, This is an experience to be had. Let's experience this together. Can you sense that, that energy difference there? Beautiful. So one analogy that I love, love, love so much when we talk about the difference between the mind and the inner voice is this analogy of a dog and a dog walker. Okay. So um, if you can just imagine this with me, we have the dog and if your dogs are anything like mine, they get on the leash and they are walking like full steam ahead. They are, they, they're pretending like they know exactly where they're going, right? (laughs) They don't, they don't know which way 
we're actually going. They don't have, I didn't show them a map before we started on our walk. But if you were to look and see this dog charging ahead, confident, confident as hell, right? You're like, oh, that dog knows where it's, where it's going. That dog really knows what's up. That dog is very sure of itself. Until you like get to a crossroads, you get to an intersection, you get to a stop sign, whatever that may be. And the dog stops and turns around and looks back at the dog walker. Because the truth is, the dog is essentially confidently going, just going forward. But when it comes down to it, it doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. Where the dog walker can leisurely enjoy this stroll because it knows where we're going. It doesn't need to pretend. It can, the dog walker can feel the sun on her skin and take some deep breaths and look up at the sky and the clouds. She doesn't need to be in a rush because she knows every step of the way. She doesn't need to pretend like she's confident because she is embodied assurance. And she knows that when the dog gets to, when the mind or the dog gets to the crossroads, that the mind or the dog is going to look back to the inner voice or the dog walker for guidance because the dog walker is truly always the one who is in charge who's truly always the one who is infinitely wise. This was such a fun episode. We dove a little deeper into inner voice work. We talked about what the inner voice actually is and gave you some some little breadcrumbs of some ways in which you may be able to start to feel out if you're hearing from the mind or if you're hearing from the inner voice I talked about my journey and hearing from my inner voice for the first time, which I didn't think would actually ever happen. And I shared this super fun analogy between the mind and the inner voice being the dog and the dog walker. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is your reminder that you are enough you are worthy and you are loved. You can find me over at Instagram at Jessica Lee Labe and my website at nomoreshouldlife.com. If you or someone you love is a high achieving woman looking to activate your inner voice and embrace your shadow self to claim your soul aligned life, send me a DM and let's do this.